pilots of an alien spaceship crash landing in Roswell, New Mexico. There's something they're not telling us. It's my duty as a reporter to find out, for you, the American people. And that's a fear picks guarantee. Fear picks won't let you down. Fear picks will find the truth. This is an emergency broadcast. If anyone's out there, please, honor oh, the humanity. Welcome, everybody, to a very special month. Of feet picks. Los Espookies. It's <laughs> fear picks. Be afraid. I prepped that one just for today, baby. But Great actually, sound bite. Just for that one bit. Don't be afraid because the aliens may not be here to harm us. That's right. For our you know? first episode of Fear Picks, we're talking aliens specifically. Welcome aboard. No ghosts, 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 ghouls, or more goblins for this one. No, no little just ghouls. We're just doing ETs, baby. It's and strictly uh, ET. you know, everybody knows by this point that we're uh, we're big alien fans. You know, we're uh, Josh is holding out his finger. There's no glow to it, unfortunately, but it's Not a nice yet. little nice little call out. You know, when there. I was when I was little, ET used to scare the shit out of me. Same here. I think I I think the Reese's Pieces element kind of made him less of a scary figure. <laughs> Soften the blow a little bit. Yeah. How bad could a guy who likes Reese's Pieces He's be? He's more approachable. I, that's uh, honestly that that makes a lot of sense. I do rec- I agree with that for sure. <laughs> He's just so like gross and wrinkly and like leathery. He is, like he, is he looked leathery. like he'd been left out in the sun for too long and he had that like scream and I, it just it gave me the heebie-jeebies. He does still- look like an old shoe. He looks like a oh. Floridian that's like 90 years old. Yeah, that's, been that's living true. There. He's been putting on suntan lotion. That's like the one that doesn't have any SPF in it. The baby oil. He's actively yeah, he's, burning himself. He's got baby oil. He's just covered in it. He's just constantly years. got a suntan oil on and it, that's that's all he needs. No protection, no nothing. I actually, E.T. is not from outer space. He's just from Florida. He just forgot how to talk. <laughs> The the glowing finger is actually if you stay in Florida for more than eighty years, you just it was his that. it was his Disney World Fast Pass. <laughs> he puts his finger up to the thing, scans it. That's right. I had it man. implanted for ease. The man. That's right. That, that's so what. Much... That's the future. That's what they want. They want the microchips. Globalist Joe. Globalist. Once you scan your finger at Walt Disney World, Joe, with the click of, <laughs> with your fingered microchip there, Joe. They're gonna they're gonna track you through the toll booths on the way home, Joe. There is uh, so much to unpack with all of this. I mean, uh, between we've got two documentaries that we've uh, watched and we'll be talking about. We got The Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind and Phenomenon, both found on Amazon Prime. You have to buy Phenomenon, but Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind is free. If you want to stop this, go watch it. Come back. But also, and you know, and maybe play for like, and maybe until the five minute mark. So your play counts for our metrics. And maybe then you, you maybe, go, you maybe you go hang watch out, it. Hang out. And then when you five. restart, rewatch the whole thing again. Yeah, 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 start from the, the beginning. It's <laughs> all on metrics, baby. We're trying it's, to get the ad space. I think it's only like two bucks on Amazon though. So it's it's definitely worth a watch. And then it's yeah, Close Encounters it. is, is free for a price. If you already pay for Amazon Prime, uh, you get that as a freebie. So I feel that, like, one, ooh, that one had me locked in, baby. Oh, I, I know, but we'll get I think, to it. I was going to say, I think we should preface all of this with 
we are talking about this uh, just and like the way that I watch these documentaries, I go into it going, I'm going to entertain the ideas and like things that they're telling me just to see if I can follow the train of thought to see if yeah. like, I believe it. You know, if I think that this makes sense and uh, boy, do those dots <laughs> connect, huh? <laughs> it's yeah, because it's and like they fly you know, in pattern, if you will. Anybody can go in as like a skeptic and be like, oh, well, obviously this is bullshit. But it's so much more fun if you go in and you just you treat it like hard any, fact. Any scientific endeavor, if you have your your final results determined before you do the experiment, you know, you're never going to arrive mean, at a different place than you wanted to. That's right. So, so many inventors were called crazy in their time and now, you know, they're dead, but people respect them way after one the genius fact. today ain't crazy. That's, no, right, that's right. I bet Man. Kanye's probably a big alien believer, isn't he? I don't know. I feel like he's, he's got that whole alien. He's song. either all in or he's very anti. I guess alien. Totally. That was a cut song, wasn't it? That was, that alien. was from the Jesus is King sessions or maybe it was Yandi, but the yeah, I'm not, not sure. It was a while ago. Besides the point. We're chatting aliens today. That's um, right. So yeah, first one uh, that we were that we all did a little watcheroo on was phenomenon. Um, Man, phenomenon. Tom, why don't you take the lead on this one? What's what's this one all about? Give us give us a little rundown. I mean, so what's cool about phenomenon? I thought was it walks you through. I believe it starts like 1940s, so uh, pre Cold War, pre uh, splitting of the atom, post World yes. War II. Um, I mean, tensions are high, you know, and what's cool actually is one of the, one of the first kind of like mainstream, uh, alien stories that people don't fully know is the, like, you know, that movie battle Los Angeles. Yeah. So, so (laughs) that's, yeah. You know what? Okay. Fun fact about that really quick. That was the very first movie I ever auditioned for and got a callback for it. The first callback I ever got was for battle Los Angeles. First callback. I was like 13. I don't know what it was. But uh, it's based on an actual story that happened with, in Los Angeles, uh, tensions are high. People are so suspicious of the Russians. They're thinking that there's these things in the sky and there's all, like, that's all Russian and all that. That's true. Because in like a weird way, California was almost kind of the front lines of the Cold War, considering, you know, the closest line of attack would be either... Well, no, I would say like Alaska was kind of the first, well, maybe in yeah. California. Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. In but terms like of specifically Russia from Russia, yeah, yeah. Alaska. Right. But uh, but yeah, phenomenon starts um like around that ta- that era, and this story was crazy. It's just crazy because like totally get explaining away. Anyway, I'll explain it. The uh, there was this one night in Los Angeles that uh, <laughs> they said the government shut the lights off just entirely across the like Los Angeles uh, power, <clears throat> power grid. Yeah. And they were all shining these spotlights up at this object up in the sky. No one could really tell what was up there, but they saw something. They were alerted to something. Yeah. And not only did they just try to illuminate it, they shot missile after missile after missile at this thing. I love that that's like just the first contact. Shoot the hell out of that. Ask questions later, out baby. That's why I've 100% like this is a great place for them to start because I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that is for sure our first response, especially after the Second World War. 
with tensions being so high like well right is this is a brand new phenomenon at the time so they have really no reason to suspect that it's anything but something earthly exactly. like you know the thought hasn't even crossed the vast majority of people's minds i'm sure there was a couple people who were like there's there's things out there but like the space race hadn't even like popped off yet so right none of that had even this is 1940s you know so it's yeah. like we're just this is just they don't know what to do and so they said just fire some missiles at it we'll just see what happens a couple pot shots so, couple no shitters <laughs> people are just going what is going on nope. in the sky right now boom 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 and then i think it was the next day the government came out and said uh no it was it was nothing. We were shooting at nothing. Any exercise. We weather ordered balloon. our men and, you know, weather. Yeah, right. I think, was that the... Was that, that the originator the of the weather that balloon? That was the Roswell, Mexico. That was the Roswell. Oh, okay. that was Roswell, Roswell, New yeah. Mexico. Um, this one, they said, they just straight up said, I think it was nothing. I think that was their explanation. Is like, we thought, you know, like, that's what people equate it to. It's like, tensions were high and they just were trigger happy, I guess. Itchy trigger finger, yeah crazy to think that our government could be so trigger happy that they would just send missiles at anything i mean what if it was a plane what if it was a commercial plane? i mean I, you know it's like well that's never happened before surely surely <laughs> a topic for another episode maybe i uh i just i think like the coolest part is is hearing the uh testimonies from people involved at that time and the cool yeah. part too is that documentaries have been made throughout uh like since that time to now we've had tons of interviews with air force generals and people way like high-ranking dudes like they they're oh, yeah. not just saying these they're not only saying these things because they saw something they're risking their jobs they're risking their credibility it's like right. all of that but this was before the government tried to allegedly cover it all up and that's and push the narrative of like alien believers being crazy yeah good old project blue book the psyop which that's is right. makes so much sense it's like that's the easiest how easy is it to just go to hollywood you and got, say you know yeah go ahead if you have stigmatizing the ufo community in that time period was for the best so that they couldn't have well, not for the best, but for the best in the, you know, the government's mindset. There's a lot of, of logic you can follow. I understand. I do because get it to an extent. <clears throat> you have maybe the Russian government infiltrating some type of media wing and saying all these things like, oh, you've been invaded. You know, there's aliens coming, all these things like that. And people think it's real, at least in that time period. Uh, there's yeah. a lot more hysteria they can whip up with like propaganda in the Cold War. Yep. In fact, one of, the, one of the like earliest, the yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was going to say one of the, one of the earliest theories about like the Roswell incident was that it actually was some sort of Soviet operation where they took a bunch of people uh, who had either been killed or died that had like a bunch of serious physical defects and they put them on to like a weird looking airship and sent it over from Mexico into the United States <laughs> to try and just whip up hysteria. I mean that I would believe a hundred percent. Right. <laughs> I mean it's right. not again. It's they not do things that like that every day. Question. So yeah. it's. I mean I'm not saying that's that specific one. I believe I'm sure they tried something like that though. It would not surprise me. No, but that was like the first. That's so that's where we start. Is uh yeah. is is where it started really. Like where um it was finally something that was so uh 
you couldn't keep it from the public anymore. And and it's right. like these things where like, I, if I'm at home, if I'm in Burbank, I'm looking up at the sky, I can see this, them shooting at something. So it's like across the population of Los Angeles at the time. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of eyewitnesses. So what do you do? You're not going to whip them, whip them up into a frenzy, like you said. Right. You're so doing you damage control. It up. Right. Yeah. And I, back then, I totally get it because it's like, what are we supposed to do with that? We, I mean, it's 1946 or seven and, and things are just getting started in America. It feels like after right. all these wars and stuff. And yeah, um, the thing yeah, that I so, always find most interesting is how, you know, kind of the first supposed sightings of UFOs lines up so perfectly with like the beginning of nuclear testing and all that stuff. I think that's really fascinating. Atom. Yeah. It's very, and it like, it does I make mean, sense though. When you, yeah, when you bring it does. It down. It's also like, I mean, this is for another time, but going way back, like all of these accounts of the, that's what's interesting to me is people's explanations of these supernatural things, whether it's ghosts or gods or whatever you want to call it. People have seen things throughout ghouls. time. Goblins. Goblins, ghouls. The zombies with no conscience. <laughs> I was dead quoted that. It writes itself. Day. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so we've got Battle of Los Angeles. Kind of the first big shebang, literally. That's right. Uh, I believe 1950s was Roswell. Might have still been in the 40s. It could um, be right around there either way. Yeah. 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 Like shortly after. Um, and Again, very much involved with the whole nuclear testing and kind of the building up of the U.S. nuclear arsenal and all that good stuff. Now, <laughs> so, so then we had Roswell, right? And we had uh, what people what the uh the guys on the ground boots on the ground people who mm -hmm. saw this thing with their eyes say it there was a aircraft that i believe they shot out of the sky or it landed there i i yeah so the it's a crashed aircraft or something yeah. that was found whether or not it was shot down or it crashed on its own or you know i i suspect that there was some sort of interference because you would think surely if you're a ufo and you can travel from star system to star system you're not just gonna like accidentally jump the curb and crash in the united states <laughs> desert but <laughs> dent your wheel dent your frame i feel like maybe we gotta pull over the... <laughs> low on fuel that we don't take okay anyway um but the i mean it's it's just the roswell thing it's what everyone talks about there's a whole I and mean, roswell new mexico is where it was uh and like yeah I think it's so funny that that whole town has been turned into a tourist attraction and for good reason, because crazy things happen there. I mean, kind of where the phenomenon began, one could say. I can't make oh, the shit. noise. Oh, oh, hang on there. There it is. Oh, that's the other yeah. one. Oh. <laughs> Love that. And that is where the phenomenon began in Roswell, New Mexico. I've Any coincidence like, that we're from an area near Roswell, Georgia? Oh, no, doxed. <laughs> oh, originally, 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 born, born and raised, born and raised. <laughs> originally, no longer present, no longer present. Oh, that's right. Catch um, me if you can, baby. But uh, the uh, the eyewitness accounts, I think, are the really interesting part of this. Uh, there was a story of one guy. So uh, there's basically they, this guy is telling this other man's story is no longer alive. Um, he went to the crash site where this thing crashed and he said that he walked up to it and he was alone i guess for some reason walked up to the ship and said that uh it was like he described it he said it was like this round 
uh, metallic uh, disc-shaped thing that like was sitting some there. Kind of flying saucer. Some kind of flying what? saucer. He said that the uh, the doors opened kind of like an iris, like your eye. So it's like opening kind of. Uh, oh, like and the sci-fi doors, like a camera lens. lens. Right. So he was saying that he was looking at this thing and the door was open. And as soon as he approached it, the door closed and the ship spun around. And then he said he was staring basically at like the exhaust pipes of, of this thing. Yeah. And it shot off and it blew him back and like burned his chest. It burned his legs like cool. And there's pictures of his burns and they're just like, they don't know what it is. He it, it shot him back. This gets crazier too. shot him back. He had to like walk super far back to wherever their base was, where they came from. Yeah. And he was super, super sick after that, too. Ooh. And all of the officials are going, you burned yourself on a grill or a, a barbecue thing. And he was like, I wasn't barbecuing at the time. <laughs> I love the like just <laughs> stupid like latent gaslighting, like <laughs> gaslighting that these like government officials do and like those type of things. It's like, you're a stupid oh, no, you ass grilling in the desert. You were Swamp grilling gas. in the middle of the desert investigating a crash. You were grilling, yeah. dude. And then you yeah. got radiation poisoning from your grill. And you forgot How that, are and that's you? why I had to tell you. <laughs> and you forgot. I wasn't there, but I know. I know what happened. So <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think we don't know, pal. We're watching you. Super weird, though. So this guy is telling this other man's story, and he said that they lived together at the time, and uh, he came oh. home, and he was like super sick, and they were roommates. <laughs> and uh, oh my god, they were roommates. He said that the guy, when he came back, smelled really bad. And that as they were existing in the house, like a couple days afterwards, it smelled horrible and they couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from. One day he realized it was like it was like emitting from this his roommate, like the guy that and not just his roommate, but like yeah. his worker like the It just was coming out of him. This like stench, bro. And, your shit's uh, stanky. So the long story short of that guy's story is that he was not believed by anybody. He continued yeah. to get sicker and sicker and sicker and then ended up, I believe, taking his own life because no one would believe him. And he yeah, that's there's a lot of overlap with that. And I, I I think that's like the it's or a really dead. good example of the people that tell these stories. They nine times out of ten, when I'm watching them, I'm trying to analyze like their body language and like what they're saying and why they're saying it, why they're telling the story. Every time they say, I'm just I need someone to believe me. So finally I have a platform to do that and I can like talk about it on this documentary yeah. or this, you know, these people are finally believing me because for so long the government's just been like, they've, they've, uh, they've just completely stonewalled them. Yeah. They've alienated the believers. Stop. And the experiencers. Stop. I know one of the, who's the real alien? I jumps wonder. out from phenomenon about Roswell. It was another guy who was kind of, I think, involved with looking at the crash site. Uh, he said the material that they found was like, it yeah. looked like kind of like tinfoil almost. Yeah. But he said that it was like indestructible. Like you could hit it with a hammer and it wouldn't bend. It wouldn't dent. Right. It wouldn't that scratch. made my heart sink. And then was he like, said no. like, yeah, then they just like, they took all of it and then they restaged it with a weather balloon that they took apart, basically. 
Yeah, because the story is like he tried to mail it right to some sort of agency or something to get analyzed. And by the time yep. he got it back, yeah, they had they had swapped it out for some other like plywood balloon. Yeah, they swapped <laughs> it out and then also staged a photo shoot with like it's this it's a famous picture of uh, mm-hmm. a dude like holding a, a ripped up weather balloon. In yeah, I think that's shack. the guy. He was like, yeah, they literally like these Air Force generals come in and were like, you're going to pose with this. Yep interesting that an air force general would be uh you know kind of on their on the scene spreading some misinformation kind of like this maybe another cool, air force dude. general that's featured on a phenomenon a, a certain commander fravor which you two Easy. Uh, are huge fans Ooh, of. that's, whoa, that's whoa, pretty crazy, whoa, that's pretty he's, crazy. he was the pilot with <laughs> we have all. we have radar data and we have his co-pilots testimony Look, I, I'm let me let me backtrack a little bit, okay? I'm not I'm not disputing necessarily that the data or that the videos are faked, right? This is this this may be getting a little too ahead of myself because this kind of has to do with some of the stuff they talk about in close encounters of the fifth kind. So if we want to wrap up phenomenon first and then jump to that, let's do that. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to okay. our boy. We'll, we'll get to get our to boy. Commander Fraber. Stay tuned. You know, that's right. We're taking him down Fraber. this episode. I'm holding him up. <laughs> Brad's taking him down. We're holding him up. We're lifting up his voice. But so we anyway, are listening. So we, and got, we are we are hearing. We got a uh, Roswell now has happened, and and I mean there there's so much to unpack with that. That would be like an entire episode. I feel like, but it's a really interesting story. I mean, I've watched a couple uh, different documentaries about it just to see like different viewpoints and all that, and just. Everyone at the end of the day, regardless of what happened there, regardless of what we recovered, what we have now, they all agree that this weather balloon thing was bullshit. Yeah. And that's like, that's what got me is I was like, okay, all right. I I mean, that's you have again, you have like these high ranking officials. Why would they just why why would they just, you know, if it was a weather balloon, there wouldn't be such a significant military presence immediately on site. Right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I mean, the, also, they say that they recovered uh, an entire ship, I believe. And they also say that they like there was There's a video that, of the alien autopsy. Well, they say that Area 51 is where originally they had kept, you know, right. crash There's materials and the ships. That, and um, Bob Lazar documentary, I think we've talked about in the past, where that guy yeah. was basically responsible for Bob Lazar. It's on. It was on Netflix at, oh, at yeah. one point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, allegedly, I believe him, but allegedly his job was to try to reverse engineer these ships that they had commandeered at this super secret base. Right. Yeah. Um, and they were just it was so secretive that there like wasn't collaboration amongst the teams there because they didn't want anyone having like all the pieces. Right. Um, and he said there was a couple times where he got to see the ships. Um he got to go inside once, I think. And he said it was like just super like flat, like no like design or details or anything like yeah. right. super like futuristic, like metals. And there was like three seats that would fit like toddlers, basically. The little green. So exactly what you would think. You know, right. it's like exactly. I mean, yeah. and yeah, I mean, he was like and he's what what makes me believe him is that um there's that like a proven MIT fact. credentials got expunged. <laughs> it's a proven fact that he was on this base because there's newspaper articles right. that several people have 
that did it did a story on him being there basically um and then yeah his he all of a sudden no longer was an mit graduate that was wiped from the system like yeah no things like that attending yeah and like people were like i went to, he was my classmate like right. i was there <laughs> yeah, that tells you all you need to know when they yeah. start trying to like tear down the like framework of your life that's like you know right right they try to undermine all your credibility right and this guy never made money from you know telling anyone he never yeah all he got was you know gang stalking and death threats and (laughs) just his phone's tapped that's it yeah and that's like i mean that's in that again like that's what adds to credibility to me is these guys get so they get emotional talking about it it's just like man i for so long, so many people told me I was crazy and now I'm being, I'm able to like talk about it freely for right. the first time. And that's, what's so cool about 2021 is there's, there's a, a legitimate lot. movement there. Yeah, There's some movement in some direction. I don't know where, but no. Roswell, super cool story. I I guess super interesting, but I'm going to move yeah. right along to uh cold, cold war. Cold war was uh with the missiles and stuff. It was, like yeah, the missile <laughs> thing is pretty good. Cold War, that was the thing yeah, where we were the, fighting had, with missiles. We didn't shoot them, though, I, I don't believe. Think. Well, we had them. Yeah, so, something along those lines. So it takes us to uh, Cold War era, where fingers on the trigger, tensions are high, nuclear war imminent. That's right, baby. Russia's got Five theirs. minutes to midnight on the doomsday clock. We've got ours. And there was one night, multiple guards at not area 51 i think it happened a few no. times actually i think we had it happened in our european missile silos and on some american ones I think. I was yeah gonna say. there's a couple in like the midwest that i think they specifically call out yeah i think i think this was at the time though this may have been the only place that we held our nukes uh like way back when Is that yeah. true? or think. maybe just nuclear storage something yeah like, like that wh- wherever we kept our missiles to yeah. launch for the cold war was where this happened and uh, yeah, it might have been somewhere in the Middle East then, or somewhere in. What's crazy Eastern is Europe. it was it was in a, it was in North America, and it was over in I think it was Russia, or maybe not Russia, Turkey, it was maybe. Somewhere, I think somewhere it was East there. Europe, uh, not quite like maybe Germany or something like that that we kind of I own think still. it may have been Germany. I'm not sure. <laughs> we own you, pal. Regardless, post World War II, we own Germany for a bit. Regardless of what happened or where it was the um, they report. There have been multiple sightings of this glowing red object above our base where we keep these nukes. Be People thought that was really weird. Ass. They looked up, they saw it, they reported it. And there's, you know what I mean? There's like transcripts of, and that's that's what I right. love. Right. I love seeing the the like conversations we would have if we were up in the sky. Like, holy shit. It's so funny. That? I love that one. Like, got it's him. So- yeah, got him. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's like- Every single UFO video, whether it's just some guy with his camcorder or like a military <laughs> guy, they're all the exact same because it's all just like, holy shit, what is that? Like, it's this, just it doesn't matter who guys you are. Guys being dudes. <laughs> just, it's, just the that's dudes the, going, what the hell is that? That's the ultimate thrill right there. It's just, just catching <laughs> some aliens with the dudes. It's like, that's, and it's so pure. Beat. Like, it's so not state. Like, it's just Getting them so in 240p. Believable but red glowing object above our base where these missiles are all of a sudden alarms start going off all of a sudden these missiles are armed and you can go look this up 
hot and ready. Little Caesars. And that's like, they need like several different access codes to turn them on. Like, it's not like a switch. It would take like, it, it, right. It's a whole process to get these things yeah. armed, let alone to launch. You and need codes. You need like two people with launch keys. You need. So not only were these bit things of coordination. armed, there's a timer for like, I think it was like 15 minutes or 10 minutes that this was happening. And they were trying to, they tried the fail safe switch. That didn't work either. And these things, and they're like, they're just, and again, there's transcripts and things of them going, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> we are you know about I mean? to like, end the world. <laughs> we are about to end humankind. You've got guys in charge of our nuclear missiles going, I don't know what's going on. That is crazy to me. Typical and government bureaucracy. After 10 minutes of panicked frenzy, they all shut off. Everything's good. The missiles are no longer armed. Red orb flies away same thing happens across the globe over in eastern europe i'm pretty sure at that nuclear missile site same thing these missiles were armed they were ready to go everyone's going what is going on and all of a sudden they just turn off same thing glowing red orb above them like some kind of exhaust or heat or something that they're looking up at and then it all turns off I know they had they they mentioned like specifically like that orb had like it looked like a laser point like a big laser would like just shoot down from the orb and like right into the silos right and the guys were kind of like hypothesizing that it was like basically learning all the information for the the nuke uh from that so did you see uh, their faces when we almost (laughs) set the missiles off yeah that was crazy that was hysterical. I I think we're tuning into a to a different frequency here. Brad, uh, Brad, Brad just shape shifted here. Sound Hold like on, Brad. Brad, Who Brad, is Brad, 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 Brad. We need you to to shift back. We uh we're we're doing a show here. Brad, Can you're you... scaring you're scaring the listeners. Brad, you're your reptilian form is not. Go back <laughs> into your human form. Brad, we haven't covered <laughs> reptiles yet. <laughs> bro, bro, become human again. You're scaring the hose. <laughs> Scared the hose, bro. Gotta. Be... <laughs> Bro, put your tail away. You're scared the hose. Bro, put your human skin back on. <laughs> um, so this is, I think, a great segue into the the story that made me watch Phenomenon. So we've got, you know, uh, Battle of Los Angeles. You've got Roswell. You've got um, the nuclear missiles and the Cold War and all that. And it's this interesting, like, you're just wondering why, why, you know, why did this thing come and like, why did they turn on for a bit? And there's all these questions. Over in Zimbabwe, I believe. I believe. Yep. Yes. In Zimbabwe, um, this is like 1965. No, it's I like think. the 90s. Was it? Oh, was it? Yeah, really? it's, okay. it's yeah. semi-recent because the people I they interviewed like 20 were kids years at the ago time. So yeah, and right. they're probably in like their 30s or 40s when the yeah. interviews were done. Phenomenon's cool because uh, they do. Okay, so there's a story about these yeah. kids in Zimbabwe who it was recess. And all the kids are out playing and all of a sudden, like they start screaming or they start like the, the teachers hear them like there's commotion outside yeah. and they come outside and they see a ship that has landed with a couple beings uh, like just standing around outside. There are these like one of them had the kids also drew what they saw. Those drawings were creepy, man. Yeah, super <laughs> creepy. And they I were j- creepy. I, it, the fact that like all these kids and I'm like, is it 
you you can't orchestrate kids to to all like there's a small chance you could like they you trick them into seeing something is the angle maybe totally you mk ultra Uh, them into seeing some aliens right but i mean the level of detail and like the consistency and like they're all very much on the same page the way they do like you can tell when a kid is like bullshitting and they mm-hmm. look very serious. Like, On top um, of the fact, this is these are kids like in the 80s or 90s. I, I don't know exactly when it happened, but like yeah. before the Internet, before you had like access right. to all of this information about this stuff, these kids were just playing. They saw a thing and they told us about that thing. Right. I don't know how much like American media you would be exposed to in Zimbabwe in the 90s, right. but oh it probably wasn't nearly enough for them to get such like a comprehensive idea of what the UFO crazes is you know, like in America. I don't know. One of the kids or a couple of kids talked about one of the one of the beings that they saw having like long black hair and was wearing like a suit type thing. Ooh. I don't know if you guys remember that. I don't remember the hair. I remember them saying they had big eyes and they were all wearing like a black jumper type thing. there was there was like apparently there the one of the drawings it was in one of the drawings that they had and uh one of the kids was talking about how they had the uh the long black hair i don't know which i thought was such a weird Still detail yeah. along with like a couple other small and they said like they were short small little what product beans. are you using what product this is, is the that? new garnier so silky. line that just came out honestly <laughs> when i saw it i just thought of like john wick coming out of the spaceship we're his, doing like, no poo. We don't use any shampoo, and it's oh, very is that good natural for your oils hair. Yes, How uh, how'd you guys get that shine on your head, that big bald head? I've been using dry shampoo to great results. I how tell you what. How many days a week do you use it? I'm I've been trying to get like into three, a good routine. Three a week. By the equivalent, it would be three Earth days a week. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be getting uh, hair care tips from aliens, but man, here we are. You know, you know, you're looking for advice in all the wrong places. You gotta look to the stars if you want that silky shine. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. God. If you if you want to shine like a star, you better look up at them, baby. <laughs> That's right. You know that. That's right, baby. Let's get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> print it. Cut it. Print it. New Fear Picks merch on the way. I'll put it in my notes tab. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, yeah, so that's and so that's the story of this. And the reason I'm telling the story. Uh, the kids also, they, they talked about feelings that they had. They talked about things that the aliens told them. That um, I thought was really interesting. Really interesting. And honestly, it almost felt like a, uh, like a climate change commercial. It, it felt like they were like, you know what I mean? It, it, it felt was almost so... like the ending, you know, the ending of happy feet where it becomes like an environmentalist message kind of <laughs> out of nowhere. And you, yeah. you kind of take a step back and you're like, well, where did this come from? Where did that, where, I thought they were tap dancing. It kind of felt like that, but I guess this almost kind of ties us into Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind a little bit. But a, a mm. lot of like the testimony that you get of people that actually like see aliens like up front, allegedly, if you will, uh, they will. always describe it as like a very positive and like very like glowing, warm, comforting experience. There's very right. little of like the holy shit, there's an alien standing in front of me. I need to get out of here right now. It's very... It's always very, you know, oh, I felt this sense of calm wash over me. Right, which is so contradictory to how they're portrayed in the media. It's like, it's just so, I mean, come on. It's, um, But that's what these kids talked about. They said specifically, this one girl said that they told me that we need to not become too technologed is the word that she used. It's like an interview of her, this kid talking like as a kid. And she said, 
the aliens told me that we need to not be too technology. We need to take care of our planet. We need to care about each other. Like the whole, you know, like one, you know, we're all one. We're all connected and all that. And it sounds so hokey, but like that's just what the kids said. You know, that's just what they got from it. You're always on that damn phone. Why don't you take a look up and look around for once? Man, that was cool. Look around and look for once. <laughs> I'm going to sample that. Yeah. That was pretty <laughs> sick, honestly. Just on the next Yay album. That was awesome. <laughs> but uh, I think that was like, so the reason I tell that story is somehow, like to me, that corroborates this story about the nukes and how. Ooh, yeah. Wait, real quick on the Zimbabwe oh. one. Oh, yeah. They, they went back like 20 years later and that people yeah. maintain the same story. Yeah. And that's, I thought it that's was what really, phenomenon was really captivating. Like they showed the interviews back then and the then same they kids interviewed yeah. them again in 2019, 2020. Some of, yeah. Something like that. They were still there. The kids were like, I still have chills, like coming back here, like all this stuff like that. Right. Like their teacher was still there and she was like, yeah. What? I'm so sorry that I didn't believe you the first time when you were telling <laughs> me about bad. the aliens. It's it seems Ray, to be that you're telling the truth. Uh, I think you you didn't lie to me this time. That was supposed to be South African, but it was much more. They Australian. do sound like South they're, they're African. Fairly similar. The white There's people a lot there, I guess you'd say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look now, big. You seen an alien 99. out here? You get a free onion ring if you can provide <laughs> us some proof of of a oh, UFO. Yeah. Well, do you an onion. an onion in the shape of a flying saucer? Yeah, draw saucer. your picture of the UFO and put it on the wall at the Outback, and we'll give you a free blooming onion. That's really good. This story is really interesting to me just because of the, like I said, like the nukes thing where it fit to me. And I, again, it's like, why were they there? Why would they even intervene like that? Why would they turn them, turn them on, turn them off? It right. feels like showing us what it would really feel like to actually pull the trigger on these things and to actually start this destruction. And then... You've got these kids telling us that one, we should not become too technologically advanced in that way, which like wartime uh, weapons and things have like they, they say that we've progressed so fast in the past 50 years alone. You know, feels like I don't know. Not so damn cool when the keys are out of your hands, <laughs> huh, pal? <laughs> It's uh, I'm I, I just, a little too I mean, much fun with that this episode. It's I working. I like it. It's working. I really like it. I wish it's I playing. Wish, I want it so bad. I want to use it. But <laughs> whole but, crew envious of the soundboard. <laughs> all that to say, uh, so that's where phenomenon. That was like the biggest story to me was Grand the Zimbabwe finale. thing. I mean, that yeah. was like gr- Very, to me like groundbreaking. Yeah, because I'd yeah. never heard of it before, and I'm pretty alien build, so I thought it was kind right. of shocking. Yeah, and to see something um, so compelling. That I'd never heard of. Right. If you're yeah, very, right. yeah. If you're very into like the witness testimony stuff specifically, phenomenon is is very good. They have mm-hmm. yeah, a bunch Ooh, of different stories more. from um, everywhere. That that cop in like New Mexico or something. Do you remember him? I think he had like a Hispanic last name. I don't I know if I do say. remember him actually. I think I know. But who he you're was, he about. said he was chasing some guy who was speeding on like the highway or something, and he saw like smoke over this like hill. And he said he gave up on the chase and went to investigate what the smoke was. Yeah. And he saw a landed like ship with like the he described the same exact type of person like right. outside of it. He faintly um, heard life as a highway playing over the horizon and he went to go investigate. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> is that is that the future of music? I the told Elliot's you they song. see time linearly. They don't have that one yet. 
Hey, Brad, can you say we prefer the Rascal Flats version of Life is a Highway? The Cars soundtrack is clearly the superior version, Clazar, I told you. <laughs> anyway, so the ship, um, I forget the ex- like exactly what the guy said, but he said he like saw these guys. And I think he felt some type of like connection to them as well. Um, oh, he said, oh, I know who you're talking about, actually, because he said that once they noticed him, that's like when they packed up and left. Right. <laughs> oh, like shit, fellas. Were... <laughs> we got to get right, out of here. Literally, yeah, they were like, we're not, this ain't it. They made us. He said that a... there was um, like the grass was singed from when they left, like right. burnt. And then there was like visible like landing gears were like on the ground. The divots and all that too. Uh, and they, they brought in like, yeah, he called like, I mean, the military was there, you know, and uh, all that stuff. And they were like taking photographs of all like the landing stuff. And I think he was another one of those guys that like basically he had to quit his job because he couldn't yep. really come back to it after that. It was Dang. a close encounter of the second kind, if you will. You can Bingo. say that. No. It's, uh, but yeah, I mean, all that to say, like, Phenomenon was my first introduction, honestly, to Aliens. Like, it's like one of those things where we all have heard it and, like, we joke about it. Yeah. If you really take the time to, like, go look at it, I yeah. think the coolest part is just looking at, like you said, witness testimonies and just, just like, analyze them for yourself. Right. Just see, like, if you believe them and what they're saying and, like, why they do it. You know, it's really, I really liked that documentary a lot. It's kind of the next step up from like when you see some shit on Twitter or something, you know, where you see the gimbal video and you're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I've never seen that before. This this is right. where you'd go like, OK, like I'm ready to learn a little bit more. Um, you got a phenomenon. And then when you're ready to learn even more than that, if you're ready to get into some of the the more abstract, you go to Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Ooh, let's get into it. I'm ready. Let's get into it, baby. Close Encounters of the Fifth. That one like messes my mind a little bit. I gotta say, this one I really like. This one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't expecting to be so just like hooked from like the first minute, basically. Yeah, I think we have some itinerary for my bachelor party now. We have kind of a hard outline, yeah, Yeah. of what we can do one night. (laughs) We gotta all start working on getting our our uh, spiritual planes aligned. Though (laughs) I was gonna say, start meditating now. Start practicing. Too hateful. I'm gonna give everybody a meditation itinerary to contact the aliens. Gotta have everybody on the same wavelength. I uh, before we get into close encounters of the fifth kind, that that one's crazy because of first of all close encounters of the fifth kind i should probably say is classified at not classified it's um i don't know what it's called but there's yeah it's a methodology kind of yeah it's an idea that um that there is a systematic way to make contact initiated by humans rather than right like chance encounters and things like that so the different kinds, it's it's like a like a classification system, right? One to five. So yeah, so close encounters of the first kind is you see a UFO just in the sky, right? You yep. either video it or you see it or whatever. It's just in the sky, it does a little flyby, boom, end of story. Close encounters of the second kind, that's where there's like some physical evidence of a craft being there. So yeah, that's like, like a trace or a piece of something. Right. There. So like Josh was saying, the scorch marks on the ground or like a crop circle, you know, something yeah. like that. Close encounters of the third kind is where you see uh, the occupants of a UFO. So you actually see an alien either outside or inside of a UFO. Uh, fourth kind is like an abduction where you're actually on 
the craft itself. And then fifth kind is where you initiate contact uh, with the craft. So you're actually kind of summoning one to come and visit you. And so, yeah, they, they kind of get into this methodology of, of that. This guy, I think Stephen Greer was his name, right? Uh, yep. Has kind of you know created what his like background was. Um, he, he mentioned that he was in the medical field. Um, let me, let me verify that. Cause I know he, he said is. he had some type of encounters as like a child as well. So I don't I know got if that right was here. the only. It's, yeah. Uh, he's a, an American UFOlogist who oh, founded. Me too, baby. He founded the, uh, <laughs> me too. The Good line, Center, pal. The Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence and the Disclosure Project, which seeks yes. the disclosure of alleged classified UFO information. But before he was some kind of academic, uh, before he kind of gave that up in his pursuit of, of aliens. Because he's, I mean, he makes a compelling case for what he He talks believes. that talk. Yeah, he really does. It's very well backed up and researched from the ground level, like the, you know, just yeah. a quick look. But, uh, you he, know, actually, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say he instantly hooked me because like, I think probably the first 20 minutes, maybe to 25 minutes of this documentary is like, him shitting on the intelligence community and he's just like Based. railing railing against like the cia and like how they've been you know falsifying evidence or suppressing evidence and so uh, bold. some some huge revelations there uh, that i'll get into but you go ahead tom yeah um i was gonna say what i didn't know is that like ultimately uh he claims that there's a group uh, that has no oversight from any governments, which possesses anti-gravity technology and craft, has had a plan. Oh. oh, sorry, keep going. Has had a plan since the 1950s to hoax in an alien attack. <laughs> you could almost say uh, a Project Bluebeam, Blue if you will. Blue Callback, baby. Project Bluebeam. Speaking of, so he he kind of has all sorts of different testimony um, that he's gathered. He's got he's. Stephen Greer's got a bunch of different people who come on the program. Nice move, Tom. We all heard it too. Sorry, it's my fidget spinner. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> it's an alien craft. <laughs> Embarrassing. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I forgot the bruh sound effect. That's the one that I forgot to get. Next time. Next time. Uh, but he talks about like, so. There was um, somebody who was in contact with the, it was either the prime, I think it was the prime minister of Liechtenstein who was at this sort of like UN council meeting. Um, and he has this specific quote from him where- That story is wild, dude. It is crazy. So there was this staged abduction that the CIA did uh, where basically the CIA, you know, either drugged and, and kidnapped another official and they were going to kind of try to use it as this like false flag event to kick off, you know, either some sort of military operation, something. The, the, I think the purpose was a little unclear, but the Liechtenstein PM says something like it was to prepare the public for, sorry, this is actually a direct quote. I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing here. To prepare the public for an interplanetary war and in doing so, Force the return of Christ, which is literally like to a T what Project Blue Book was. And I know last time we were talking about this, I was like, this is this is kind of, you know, this is maybe a little bit out there. This is maybe a little crazy, but like right. there's a couple of things from this where I was like, damn, this is this might have been like a real thing at one point, if not, still could be. It's nuts. I mean, it's there's it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh 
I he think also uh, he one, talks he about was... like sorry just real quick on like the intelligence stuff but he also mentions that the cia is is heroin trafficking in order to fund assassination programs oh and yeah they were like he talks about Operation Mockingbird and like all sorts of stuff like that. So I was like, I was like, damn, this man knows his stuff. He's talking, he's talking my language. Like, my man's dedicated. He's fluent. If you're talking he about is. the heroin trade with the CIA, you got me, baby. You got to you're, you're not. I know you're not one of those Commander Fravor uh, military assets. Easy there. That's our boy. Last thing on the intelligence thing. I'm, I'm going to come at Fravor now. So. The whole 25 first 25 minutes of this documentary, he's like, yeah, the government and the military have people embedded in the community to either mislead the narrative or to uh, falsify evidence or to to make aliens seem threatening, to make them seem like a national defense matter. Well, you see, rather Fravor than doesn't make them seem threatening. I'm not done yet. Rather than, you know, a sort of peaceful phenomenon like everybody else describes that actually has an encounter. Right now. Fravor, of course, is has not come out to say that they were a threat or anything like that. But he he hasn't exactly said that they're not a threat yet either. He's kind of riding the fence right now. So my theory is that Mr. Fravor, you know, supposedly retired from the military. Uh, but guess what? There's a lot of retired, quote unquote, CIA guys and news agencies like Greer talks about. There's this was a huge bombshell for me. Tom DeLonge lead singer of Blink-182 has his own UFO research uh, institution, right? Whole thing, it's full of Greer goes through and he's like, uh, yeah, there's like, he he names probably five or six ex-CIA guys who are part of Tom DeLonge's organization. So I'm like, look, I kind of have no reason to to think that Fravor might not also be a quote-unquote retired military guy who's actually out there, you know, saying exactly what he's told. Brad, I feel like we should uh, define spook in this context here. I, I think that could be misconstrued. Problematic. I think that used to be a slur. I think. Did, no, did, I'm did pretty it? sure. I think it was for for Middle Eastern people. I'm pretty sure. What? Yeah. I, I, I've uh, only heard it in the context of like a like a federal agent. And so I've only I, see. I've only in. ever heard that in context of a derogatory term for like. I think it's Middle Eastern people. I'm not sure. I just want to make sure we've clarified that before. Oh no. Okay. So I'm on I'm on DuckDuckGo right now. I've okay. looked up the definition. Noun number one, a ghost, a specter. Noun number two, a secret agent, a spy. Noun number oh. three, used as a disparaging term for a black person. Oh no. Okay, so uh, we'll backtrack a little bit there. Uh, intelligence agent is who we are referring to there yes no that's just want to make that clear that's all just want to make only it clear heard it in the first two contexts right if you, if you i hear was, a bleep back there i used the term we're so far removed from from these issues i promise we, i have literally never heard it in slur. any other context the language is so <laughs> devoid of slurs there's just i mean how could you just, we didn't even know i it. swear we apologize but right, Brad, anyways, ahead, it's it's Tom DeLong's organization is full of of supposed ex, which are actually current. I was really federal bummed to hear agents. About that. I was really I, bummed to hear that too. I thought Tom was on. I thought he was like for the people. Well, I don't Man's think, got I money. Think Tom was kind of. 
I kind of take it as Tom was forcefully infiltrated. Maybe, so. maybe. He I, could, was, I mean, yeah, he was, you know, you got a real nice life here, pal. It'd be a shame if you didn't hire a couple of Which our guys. Which is to... mentioned later from the other guy, Greer or whatever. Also, like, yeah. Tom Belong, I mean, the man's in the public eye in the to the ninth degree. I mean, the man is like everywhere. So if the government wanted to ruin his life, it would be so easy. Tom's the guy that leaked the Fravor footage, right? See, that's what I'm saying. Okay, what Tom did. So, Tom, we don't think think Blink 182 is a CIA asset. (laughs) No, but is he getting all of his information from CIA assets? It's possible. Thus making him kind of an unwilling or or unwitting mouthpiece uh, along with Mr. Fravor. I, I understand your line of thinking here. I'm but I don't saying. think that his actions align with the uh, current ideals slash agenda. Not yet. They don't. What I was going to say, because I was curious to hear about what your uh, Fravor grievances were. Um, I almost feel like he respects uh, what he's learned so much that he even has an understanding that he doesn't fully know like their intentions ultimately i mean it, it, yeah. it, it like you can't fully say so to say that they're fully good or fully bad would be kind of uh like what's the word gosh um M- might be jumping to conclusions yeah right like that would just be kind of foolish to be like no they're 100 good 100 bad and I, I think, uh, look, I like the guy. I think he's great. I think I, uh, he's, he's on thin ice for me. He feels compelling to me because of the fact that he he doesn't make a blanket statement about his intentions. He no, yeah. doesn't claim them to be anything uh, besides that it's technology that he's never seen. Um, and then recently, I think his one of his co-pilots coming out in his defense publicly um i think was right, a big step because that right. from the beginning that wasn't the case i mean it was yeah. almost 15 years ago at this point or um, they were pretty Fravor much quietly cementing himself as the government mouthpiece for aliens only to then you know kind of work his way up later and start uh, pushing a, a certain agenda i suppose you know maybe, what's maybe you know what's really tell. what's really interesting is um so Weird tie-in, uh, Commander Fravor was on this new alien show. So it's like, it's as if you took Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. I'm going he's back everywhere. to it for sure. But uh, it's with he, he's He politely accepts invitations to he further this, this discussion and the discourse. He mm-hmm. he was on, so... Without peddling show. an agenda, he's just simply telling the same story. Right, there's a show on Peacock um, with Demi Lovato, and she goes out. <laughs> now, and she might be CIA. I now look. I, right, Where do you think I, she I got mean, the heroin from? For the first, you know what's so funny? They make a joke about that. They make a joke about what? It on the show. They, it's her and her two. It's her sister and her best friend. And like, they said something about they were talking about probing and needles, and someone made a heroin joke, and they all laughed, and it was like it was cool. They were <laughs> that is cool a bold it. move to make. That's not a green light show. for all you out there to make fun of her, but yeah, no, you know, but that she is can, she can laugh about it now. I guess that's surprising um, that that like made the air. I couldn't believe that that yeah that made yeah. the cut. I almost feel like she anyway. She has the show that just came out this week, which is so weird too. Um, where she goes out and she just interviews like all of these people who are either experiencers, believers, and the like. And Commander Fravor is one of them. And they interview him at Catalina Island. And they go to Catalina Island and they talk about there's like 
an underwater base and there's like this green door that everyone sees there that appears out of nowhere and then disappears. You ask anybody there, they're like, yeah, I've seen the green door. Where is you know, Catalina Island for reference? Sorry, Allie? Catalina Island is off the coast of That's where the uh, wine mixer was, dude. Los Angeles, actually. It's like, oh, okay. you can, it's like right. Um, you can see it from Santa Monica here. Okay. Sure. It, on a it sounds like you need to take a little field trip. I want to go so bad. It's so, it looks like Italy. It's so pretty. Ooh. Um, but yeah, so they, so like this show, they go around and all that and they interview Commander Fravor and he tells the same story and he starts tearing up. He's just like, again, it just is this gratitude for like, I, I just hope to God that someday I will be vindicated in my story and my, you know, that someday we will truly see evidence and everyone will see that like I was. And he said that he said that he was so convinced he wrote his own uh, book and put it in the Library of Congress so that. He can pull it out someday and say, read this, you know, like. Is this still Fravor? Still Fravor. Yeah, put on the waterworks, pal. See if it works on me. Oh, that dude, look at that. Is. That dude is not an actor. Put dude. on the him. waterworks. Not, that's what I'm saying. He's like, like a man. You can man. tell he's he is just a like Cub Scout leader dad. He is uh, not. Look, everybody's a boy scout until the government I can takes you and nukes him. your brain with LSD. I can spot him, baby. I've been, trained, okay? I've been trained to spot him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, I you hope I'm you wrong, You couldn't spot Brad. the backside of your hand, pal. Well, so Close, Encounters, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, uh, he's just, he he predominantly, we see a lot of him, right, Commander Fravor? No, we Fravor's don't see Fravor at all, at all. Which, oh, sorry, which tells was, me, which right. tells me because Greer, I think, is the real deal. And which tells me if Greer Maybe doesn't Brad's have a mom, black pilled by Greer. See, Greer is cool. Greer's the stooge. He was the one who, um, like like we said, started the whole uh, ufology like, um, center for he's, he's intelligence got his own and all that. Yeah. He like started a whole thing and it's super legit. Like that's like. That's next level to me is instead of just going around saying, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this. He said, yeah. we should look into this. We should. Said, we're going after out. it. Right. We're going after it. He's got um, video. He's got, there was dozens of videos I'd never seen. So before. that's, that's the yeah. thing that was really compelling to me to where, so like the witness testimony is great. Right. But I'm the kind of person as, as you may have been able to tell over this last 10 minutes, I'm, I'm a bit of a skeptic sometimes, okay? Mm. As much as my I love conspiracy theories, I, I got to see something to believe it. And they the throw Bible, up, the Bible like, says, they throw like up the videos. military radar and the... Look, sure I, again, do. I'm not disputing Fravor's evidence per se. I'm disputing right. maybe his intent or his true purpose. But totally, he, right, he, he right. Never says no, green, he never says alien. He never says... I, I understand. I understand. But you've hey, heard my points. He's he's legit to me until he comes out and is starts making a policy push. I will be vindicated. Anyways, yeah, you know what? It's on. You know what? We got this recorded. We can come back to this. <laughs> they episode. can listen back. They know my talking. That's points. right. You got it on air. <laughs> it's here. It's here to stay. Anyways, uh, what's what's so compelling to me is that you know so. Greer's got this methodology that he supposedly uses. I still say supposedly because again, don't know hundred percent for sure. Haven't seen with my own two eyes in person per se. But he's got videos of people who have used his methodology to actually, right. you know, kind of summon and contact UFOs. And that stuff is pretty damn compelling. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very interesting. It's you see all sorts of like the kind of ball light phenomenon stuff where people will be just in the woods in the middle of the night. And suddenly, you know, you see this giant illumination happen and like you actually see it on trees and stuff in one of them and it disappears. He has one where there's like, 
Um, he has one guy who goes on and talks about how supposedly he contacted an alien and it, it actually came to him and healed his hearing. And they have a picture of what appears to be some sort of form. You know, they're kind of around a, a bonfire oh at night, gosh, so it's hard to right. tell. And it's, it's that one like hazy. made my hair stand up. But you actually see what what appears to be an alien. Um, and there's all sorts of weird like light phenomena. It was like a light, like and... a light like came into their circle and like it paused on like part of the video and you can see the outline behind the guy. I yeah, this so this one's free to watch if you have Amazon Prime. So I'd highly recommend going and, and taking a it's look for yourself. It really um, is. It's I it's crazy to me that I haven't actually seen any of those videos anywhere though, which tells me which tells me that maybe those are the real deal because they're not the ones that, that one right fifty thousand retweets on Twitter. The maybe ocean, they're getting the a little ocean. suppressed. Mm. The, the, the two lights, the, the two, two red lights. Looking yes. Oh my god, that one like really was like oh my because like I mean. I understand faking a video, but faking like a grainy video like that. I don't know. Something about it feels more genuine, but it's not even like super grainy. It's just, it looks like a real video. It's, it's yeah. It's, I mean, I, I like you got the lighting hitting videos. the people and you got the people like looking and all like reacting at the exact same moments yeah. to the, Oh, you know, what was pretty sick about the video. I, I loved uh, close encounters of the fifth kind. Cause He's interviewed in the Batcave, the back garage. Yes, oh, yeah. he's in the Steelfield music it's video. Sick. Oh my god, I <laughs> love LA. that. That location is so good. I, like, I'm a. It's the coolest for it. room to ever exist. It's so cool. Two hundred fifty bucks an hour. Two hundred fifty I mean, bucks an hour. That's mm-hmm. that's almost doable, actually. That's worth that's it. Good. We can get a lot get a done crew in an together. Hour. Everybody pitches in ten bucks. Yeah, that's a good people. birthday party. That's a birthday say, for an hour. Speaking of the still feel music video, this documentary has a great soundtrack too. Like the beginning, oh, the last song yeah. at the end. The beginning has this like EDM intro that's I sick. totally and then forgot. The outro is like the shooting stars meme song, uh, and it's it rocks, dude. It's awesome. Um, I was I was gonna say uh, I I could do a quick walkthrough of his system, the five oh, steps. Oh please, let the viewers yeah, at home know how they can uh, try this for themselves. Yeah, open so, up your uh, minds, folks. Uh, first of all, not liable for whatever happens to you. Uh, take it with a grain of salt, you know, enjoy it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Um, how to make contact by, uh, uh, Stephen Greer, Stephen says his first name, Stephen Greer, Mr. Greer, um, CE five close encounters of the fifth kind human initiated contact with non-human beings. These steps can be followed by a solo person indoors, outdoors, or by a group. Step one, locate slash designate an appropriate spot for your encounter or ce5 that's basically it's like a shorthand for yeah close encounters uh, of the fifth encounters yep so set up a spot outdoors uh indoors whatever gets you kind of in this meditative state prepare yourself for meditation uh sit up in your chair with a straight spine as much as you are able when when meditating i'm out i I, I can't do it i'm disqualified already (laughs) all people with scoliosis are uh they're saying what the hell They're very prejudiced. A giraffe neck posture. My my gamer neck is is <laughs> prohibiting me from making ascendant contact. Uh, it says preparations for your meditation can include breathing exercises, playing music, singing bowls, which is like the um you spin you put your finger around thing does. Mm, oh yeah, like the glasses from the Star Wars episode of Family Guy. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's actually uh, where they got it from. <laughs> The, I would say like one of the most uh, consistent themes throughout all of these alien encounters and, and what people seem to know about them, uh, 
it says most highly advanced non-human <laughs> beings are telepathic and that's like a crazy yes. word to use but it says that they can feel your intentions so staying heart-centered and sincere throughout is key so it's like if you're doing this as a joke if you're doing it to like shit on them you may not see anything you know or maybe if you're like a military guy who's trying to shoot one down you know you're probably not going to have a whole lot of luck. lure them in right right exactly uh step three meditation uh state your intentions out loud or inwardly meditate for 20 minutes uh the mood should be upbeat happy joy joyous and peaceful step four right. focus on your heart center mentally project your peaceful intentions and invitation out into the cosmos i remember uh what they were saying was like the way that they do it is they picture i think it was steven talking but he was like i would imagine myself up in space and i would essentially like i could like it in my head of like going down onto earth kind of like going to my state and then into my city and then to my house or wherever i'm you know doing this at as a way to like guide them to you is what it says. Yeah, you're kind of trying to like triangulate yourself mentally. Right. Like you're trying to right. almost give them a sort of path to follow. And then uh, step five, scan the skies as you know, you do look out for uh, weird things. They say uh, usually um, erratic behavior in the sky. That's like a, a dead giveaway for anything that's not either a plane or a helicopter or birds or, you know, whatever those yeah. explanations can be. Um, and step six, write down, journal your experiences, talk with people about it, see how get you the feel. GoPro out. You, uh, you know, you don't have to be an expert meditator to make ET contact, he says. And, uh, that's it. That's, that's how you do it. It really just, simple. it sounds too simple to be true, but I, right. I, I feel like what trips most people he, up is maybe the whole so many, thing. Like, it, assuming yeah. it's true. We're like, if you're like, oh, this is bullshit, but I'll try it. Right. It's probably not going to work. The amount of like videos they have of it, quote unquote, working allegedly is pretty impressive. It yeah. is. It really yeah. is. And uh, it I, seems I think, like they're pretty successful most of the time. I was thinking group. about um, parallels of I was, you know, it's funny. So after learning about all this alien stuff, I've been thinking a lot about the Bible and religion and all of that and like the themes of music and how important that is and like the I don't want to say the vibrations. I, I wish there was a different word, but like, I, your... I mean, the kind of feelings that you get, you know, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it, uh, it does inspire you to, you know, it, it influences you spiritually in a way. Right. Like and whether universally. we're like simple minded and trick ourselves into it, whatever, clearly, hey. I mean, from this documentary, it obviously has worked for people in the past. Um, right. And that's, that's what's interesting to me. It's like the whole, it's like how people say, you speak your intentions you say good things good things happen to you that whole notion as well it's like yeah it's kind of the whole like manifesting principle where it's like right. visualize it you know put it out into the universe kind right, of just thing it. it's, it's right, kind of drawing on a very similar thing yeah it's true yeah so that's i mean so that's kind of the protocol for how you do it and that's what people were doing in this documentary that's what it, covered. Yeah. it, it came out 20 21 pretty recent i think it may have been last year let me see because i think i i saw some articles on it for 2020 let me check i'll do a quick fact check uh but i will say speaking on the whole like biblical theme there's actually some very interesting parallels because you know there's there's all those memes going around about like um 2020 like biblical angels, you know, where they're like, oh, be not yeah. afraid. And it's like a bunch of eyeballs strapped to a wheel and it's on fire and it's spinning. But it's like they do kind of, I guess, 
from a biblical perspective, it's not exact, but like the whole ball of fire motif I, is kind I of present like, in a lot of those UFO sightings too, where it's like, you know, it's right. the bright light, it's a bright orange or bright red floating around. I mean, the I don't know if it's, I mean, it's makes a little sense when you think about like maybe passing on like a pot, like the positive uh, feeling right away. Right. And like right. Yeah. The, like the be not afraid classic line. Um, it was 2020 know. by the way. I think too, I think uh, what's interesting about like the Bible and all that, what I've been thinking about is, cause I, th- I think a lot of people jump immediately to, whoa, 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 whoa. You, what you're saying will disprove the Bible or it will, you know, shatter yeah. all these religions and stuff. But like, at the end of the day, again, following this train of thought that if there are extraterrestrial beings out there and that they've always been here and we have, you know, there's records of them in the Egyptian walls and hieroglyphs and all these different things. The Sumerians uh, worshiping the Sumer- lizard right. men. Yeah. My, oh, my. That's a different time. But, um, <laughs> I could Sumerians really throw me off, man. I think what I what I realized is uh, it, regardless of what these beings were that came to these people in the bible right so if they were angels if they were aliens if they were whatever Mm -hmm. uh people back then especially who would uh take their religion super seriously would equate it to angels and god and the heavens and all of the like that's right and i just i think they can kind of coexist right so it's it's really i feel like especially because of how much throughout history humans have interpreted things in their own way like we're very much this self like not self-centered but like we just want to understand, so we explain. And but like, we also we have kind of a limited level of comprehension. So like right. our brains kind of maybe fill in the gaps for what we don't understand. And back in biblical times, if you saw electricity of any kind, that's godlike to me. And that's right. Like, and they'd kill I, you for it. And they'd kill you for it. <laughs> and you'd be dead. You, you show them an iPhone, they burn you at the stake. <laughs> Uh, again, not at all saying that that's like the truth, but it is really interesting to entertain the thought, uh, of these, you know, interpretations of like what it could be. Yeah. I I will say, I know we're running a little short on time, uh, but I just, a a quick thing. I've been doing a little bit of my own UFO research as well, uh, for funsies. And I, some of the things that I really enjoyed about these two documentaries is how nice they are. And they're like, oh man. aliens are so peaceful and they just want to be your friend and they want to talk to you and they want to learn more about you can i before i just want to say before you get to where you're going this is exactly the progression that caitlin and i took watching these we watched these two documentaries (laughs) and we were like well life is great these guys are here for us like they're here you know they care they want to save the earth you know protect it so refreshing care about everybody if you divert to any other documentary it's abysmal it is like the and literally like I, I think for two weeks i believed that there were only good aliens there were only one good species of aliens and that was it i thought like that was the you know what i mean and how yeah. foolish to think but it's a perfect transition <laughs> uh because i don't know how, how much have you guys looked into like the different supposed races of aliens i'm not that deep you're not getting that deep with it. I'm, no. I've, been getting, I've been getting a little deeper. I've been sticking my toes <laughs> in the water. A what did bit. you? What have you been? What did you? Uh, what have you been looking at, Brad? I, I've been doing a little bit of independent internet research. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is where like the I said truth before. Is coming for you. This is where the real facts lie. So again, when you're doing research like this, it's important to find the most outdated looking website that you can possibly right, find. Right, because um, that is not run by a government organization. If if like a font or a background choice or a font color hurts your eyes, you know you're like about to learn green something significant. And royal blue together. Right, the, right. 
a, a great example of that is the lizard guy, uh, the guy yes. with the lizard conspiracy, and David he has Ike. a whole like Ted. Yeah, David Ike. He <laughs> has like two. Incredible. It's a two-hour presentation, and it's I a PowerPoint it. that looks like he made it five minutes prior. It's I love like. It. <laughs> it's all like these weird like stock images and i'm also like did you make these some of them I'm, they're unbelievable the way they look and he explains all of it it is nuts the, you will find the most incredible miracles of graphic design on lizard man truth websites like the the, <laughs> the most compelling artwork you've ever seen uh is is present here but so there's there's supposedly like anywhere from 13 to 20 different races of aliens right the wow. the very famous ones are, are the greys, which are the little the guys uh, big, with the, the black big eyes, heads, big cuties, black eyes. Yeah, the shorties, a couple of cuties, shouties. Um, so I'm reading here from itsnature.org, which tells <laughs> you that it's true because it's naturebro.org. It's from nature. I mean, how are you? Well, who are you to dispute nature? Were are you, you arguing with that? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so the greys, they originate from Zeta Reticuli. Uh, oh, which is, and yeah, and there's, so there's actually, there's, Whoa. there's two types of grays, uh, allegedly right. you have the type A's and the type B's, the type A's are from like Zeta Reticuli and the type B's are from the Orion system. Um, so That's again, pretty close. Cool. please, it's, they take great offense. If you call the Orion ones, Zeta Reticulin and the, you know, vice versa, it's, it's quite offensive. And Believe where me. do we get our classifications from? Have they left some type of. Uh, data behind or, or like spoken what is, to someone well, what, what you the, may what not know names mean what you may not know is actually in 1954 uh this is by the way from exopolitics.fandom.com uh in <laughs> 1954 the, i believe this site actually that, yeah, yeah, yeah right, this is real this is real <laughs> Take you this can is cite truth. this is wikipedia safe you can cite this uh the actually there was a treaty uh between dwight d eisenhower and the oh greys gosh, dude, that's okay i actually like uh, low-key believe that now I, so I, oh my god what, what this treaty says is that the greys are allowed to like like manually abduct a certain amount of of humans per year on the stipulation that they are returned to their homes relatively unharmed um you know and and so this is where things that like checks the, out the probing comes from or, you know, people the, with stories yeah. where they've lost four hours mysteriously and they wake up um, or there's, you know, this one specific story, I forget exactly where it was, but a, a family was supposedly abducted. And when they wake up, they were all in the wrong seats in the car. That's oh, that uh, Netflix special from like a couple yes. years ago. There was also yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the couple too. That was the biggest story, I think, was the couple that was driving on a road. And yes. like they had burn marks on their the hood of their car and all that. Right, right. So the, so the greys are are among my favorites because they're they're relatively uh, kind of they're they're not benign. necessarily they're, they're benign. They they don't mean any harm per se. They'll probably harm you a little bit. Uh, but what's interesting about them is they smell like shit, uh, supposedly. Whoa. Not literally like shit, but they smell bad. Uh, I've never heard that. Yeah, they smell really bad and they they eat through their skin. Um, so they don't have any sort of digestion system. They just absorb nutrients into their skin. Wow, that's yeah, this is all verified That makes fact. sense. That makes sense, honestly. Did they tell and, us Dwight? Uh, that I, I mean, they must have. They must have disclosed to somebody if we if we know. Well, all I guess this. he probably had to feed them something, and he just watched them do it. He, I mean, I'm sure he saw them eat at one point. He was. I like, heard someone. What the hell? I heard someone threw a banana at him, and uh, it stuck to his skin, and then just absorbed into <laughs> it. Went, wham, 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 and it just wham, melted. Wham. It, it was like ripples on his skin. <laughs> That's Don't you crazy, have anything though. a little bit more filling? 
I'm good on potassium. It's great for potassium, yeah. I have met my monthly potassium quota. Do you have any sodium? Anyway, head, head over to uh, Hibachi for that. <laughs> your, your monthly quota of sodium. Uh, but the reason why they're so interested in humans, right? The, the reason why they abduct us, despite the fact that they're so uh you know Smart. advanced so much more advanced than us is they have actually evolved beyond the point of needing sex organs uh and they're all kind oh. of clones of each other in a way they they reproduce by cloning so they're right. they're studying human beings for their reproductive systems hence the the probing yeah um, i was gonna say like in people always it's like the abduction thing has been so uh like stigmatized but the function they say of that is uh human hybridization yes program that yes. that they're and and that's my question is again following this train of logic i can't know if it's true or not fully but infiltrating the government i mean so let's go back to the greater treaty a little bit right and let's let's bring it back a couple and steps can we get ever, that website interesting URL for that. the fans at home again ever heard of demigods exopolitics.fandom.com Ooh. Uh, so yeah, I want to get that as like a banner going across the bottom. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by <laughs> exopolitics.fandom.com. I want it in like b- bold, like Times New Roman, the blue <laughs> font, <laughs> like way too big. Oh, hang on. I think we, we pause this for a brief, brief, uh, you know, note from, from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by exopolitics.fandom.com, where you can go to find all of your necessary alien treaty information. Um, Thank you for that. So some certain, certain stipulations of this treaty, right, uh, where basically the U.S. government says, we swear secrecy of your presence on Earth, hence all the cover-ups. There's a mm-hmm. reason, you know, mm. because the treaty rests on on the secrecy here uh it only adds to why they would cover it up because already you don't want to panic the citizens then all exactly uh so what does the u.s government get for this treaty you might ask uh well the u.s government may be furnished with information to advance technology um and um so some other things that the grays get right so we get alien technology which is which is huge for us trade alert uh the grays they get their quota of specimens to study uh, they also get biological candidates, which are returned to the point of origin. Uh, again, no recollection, no recollection of any event that happened. Uh, so they get the memory loss, right? They don't remember that they were abducted. They're put back home safe and sound relatively. Uh, but the Greys also get full access to U.S. government facilities, which I thought was interesting. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Which uh, brings me to my my final fun thing that I've been looking up, which is the Dulce Air Force Base. Have you guys ever heard of this before? How do you spell no. that? Spell it, uh, girl. Dulce is D-U-L-C-E. It's in Dulce. New Mexico. Dulce. Which apparently, Dulce. according Dulce. To, to the podcasts that I've been listening to, uh, it is Dulce. It's not Dulce, uh, which is unfortunate. But Is there a uh, Gabbana? Is there, is there a what? A Gabbana base? Thanks, Tom. Dolce and Gabbana. Carry on. <laughs> you, you, you know the the, desi- the designer. That the totally brand, went over my head. The Dolce. Where my high fashion brand. heads at? See, I, I'm like a, I feel like I'm mostly up to date on some of that, but that, that really just flew over me. Dolce and Gabbana is kind of old fashioned, but that's regardless. Yeah, tacky. You're kind of showing yeah. your age there, pal. It feels like, yeah, wow. Show, showing the gray and the beard on that it's one. It's vintage, bitch. You're showing your grays, babe. <laughs> what is that? Fall, winter, twenty. <laughs> 
It's it's a vintage piece, actually. Oh, from, yeah, okay. from the Eisenhower administration, <laughs> 1954 vintage. What a how did they like? How did they explain that they knew or found out about this treaty? Or like, is there some sort of document? Or like, was it just what they? So, so what's important to remember about a lot of this stuff? <laughs> What's, what's very important to remember about a lot of this is that this is typically from a single source uh, person, it's, right? Where it's you, a person that snuck out with the details, you, you left have maybe, anonymous yeah. for their own good to keep them alive. One or two quote unquote whistleblowers, uh, you know, will, will come out and say this. And so yeah. that, that's the case with Dulce. I believe almost all of it is from one person uh, specifically from a, from a leaked manuscript. That okay. was never you know what I find interesting? Uh, in the current the current state of government secrecy surrounding the uh, alien community, um, it seems like the presidents nowadays have like no right. kind of information. Totally. Uh, it's like it's all Lord. just unelected officials who are kind of just no names, invisible. They say. Now, now look. They they say they they got a bunch of uh, little green men running around in, in Mexico. I'm I here th- now. I, the gray. Frankly, I, I I think I think it's offensive to call them that. They get. I, I, I heard I heard they walk around smelling like toe fungus, man. I saw I, I saw one eat through the palm of uh, of, of his hand, man. Come on, he, uh, man. give me a break. ice cream right out of my hand, man. Uh, what happens if we're doing a handshake? Come on, I couldn't believe I it. He, uh, he palmed my chocolate chocolate chip and disappeared right <laughs> into his skin, man. Come on, Jack. Come on. What is that? <laughs> They're not you know, telling that's... Biden the secrets of Dulce Air Force Base. No, the, no I mean, he does the, not even know it exists. Trump too. I mean, he there was a he made a comment, I think, like once or something of like uh where do you think Space Force came from? I think he knew something, but not a lot. Because I think I mean, literally right. that's why Space Force exists. Look, okay, they said they came to me, and frankly, they said that they're okay, they're up in the air, they're flying around, and we don't know where they come from. They're in our airspace. They're okay, violating, they can't be there. Can't they're be violating there. the airspace. Okay, many smart people, many people have been saying that we don't know what it is. And so I say <laughs> we have to shoot them down look, instantly. Look, we'll, like let the, we'll let them in. Okay, we'll we let them in. Shoot. But they have to come here legally. Okay, they got to do it legally. <laughs> look, We've all been saying it. Little green folks, little gray folks, they're all welcome. Okay, you have to go back to Zeta Reticuli. Okay, you can't Zeta Reticuli. Fill out a green card form and we'll let you know. Okay, we'll let you know. Zeta Reticuli, Orion, I don't care. You have to go back. They can't stay here. Okay, you know, uh, you I, 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 I appreciate the bipartisanship on the show. We we do keep a good balance of <laughs> everybody gets here. theirs, no everybody matter what. <laughs> I will say one more thing. Obama in 2018, I think, did an interview and uh, they asked him about aliens and he just basically was like, all he said, the only thing he like confirmed was that there were things that they didn't, they couldn't identify. That's it. But like my fellow Americans, I, uh, I was wondering if he's going to go for it. I, I don't know what they are. Okay. And uh, it's true. That's a UFO. Yeah. All right. And uh, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, okay. Last one before we get into Discover Weekly. Uh, Dulce Air Force Base is supposedly home to a ton of underground tunnels where the United States is working on genetic experiments with aliens. Uh, the Greys included, as well as everybody's favorite alien villain the draconians which Ooh. in layman's terms 
are the lizard people. Isn't draconian like a form of literary term? Isn't that like it's a- it is an adjective that means you know it's Dragons. you're authoritarian or you're brutal or you know Ooh. it's it's yeah. hostile that, type. That's rule. more the tie-in than like the lizard like, being like a dragon. Precisely. No, the root the root of it is Draco is dragon. Right. But draconian Draco. is is a you know people say oh this is draconian rule. It's like, like Attila the Hun or like Alexander the Great, just like vicious. Little do they know it's like, literally draconian rule. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, but draconians are described again. This is also from itsnature.org, uh, described as being very tall and covered from head to toe in scales that range from green to red. Uh, these reptilians are said to be a violent race whose culture is based heavily on war. They don't particularly have patience for humankind and see humans as a source of nourishment, so they eat people. We've mm. known this. Again, we've been new. Um, the Bohemian Grove, Joe. They're all over there. But, uh, you know, supposedly, you would think that maybe a hulking reptilian warrior race, right? That sounds pretty brutish, but they're, they're very intelligent and are expert geneticists, hence why they're in Dulce doing human-animal hybrid experiments with the U.S. government. I was Again, trying to remember. All true, Sorry. according to one guy from a leaked memo <laughs> that was never officially published. I was going like, to say. That sounds, that sounds like I. I, I gotta I, give it to him. I was gonna say. I was gonna say the um, the credibility of like all of this coming from one source. It's so funny because either it's like totally bullshit or totally real. Like right. it's it, only two options. And it being like, totally real is terrifying. You flip I mean, the coin, baby. Literally flip a coin because it's it's. Uh, You'll I, never know. You're not gonna have more than maybe one person who would know about it if the government's involved and knows right. these people yeah. in the slightest. And they, they sure as hell could not come out publicly with that. No, sir. Oh yeah. But you've also, um, you know, you've got some other fun ones like the Nords, which are basically ooh, like yeah. seven and a half feet tall Scandinavian looking alien dudes. Oh, that's sick. They're which pretty I think cool. Is so funny. I like to think they landed in Sweden and looked around and they were like, okay, cool. This is like what everybody looks like here. Let's just kind of Hang on, let me change real quick. Guten <laughs> Tag. What did you guys say? Guten? I like that. Guten Tag. Yeah, I like that. Which, okay, so yeah, like what's that. interesting about the Nords is that uh, a lot of people speculate that these are what the Asgardians from Marvel are based off, you know, because you know, they're I mean, are like and, quite yeah. Nordic aliens that are Norse mythology, you know, huge like hulking Norse. mega men. Yeah. Um, Marvel is based on real. Real fake slash. There's there's a bunch of yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of different races out there. You can you can look up for yourself. The Venusians are a fun one. Um, There was this guy. They sound classy. Yeah. Here's another tie in the Marvel, like space skirts. I see Uh, gold. A lot of gold. So they're they're actually uh, of a purple hue. Supposedly, they they glow somewhat purplish. Uh, They come from the planet Venus. They live inside. Wow, that close. And so this is this is interesting. Uh, This guy. Um, and again, another single source leaked document uh, is is talking about this guy Valiant Thor, another oh, wow. tie into Marvel, Whoa. who is a Venusian who supposedly made contact with uh, who who was president when Nixon was vice president. You guys know off the top of your head? Uh, Ford? No, Ford maybe, took maybe over for maybe it was Ford. No? Ford took over for Nixon. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was Ford. Anyways, uh, when Ford Nixon was, was VP, built Ford tough. I think when I Nixon was it. VP, uh, Valiant Thor made contact, uh, and you know there's there's all sorts of fun stuff. If you're looking for more information on this, right, we'll give you a couple tidbits to leave off. Uh, look up the Majestic Twelve again, the Create a Treaty, very cool one. There's a lot of very cool. Uh, last podcast on the left, 
episodes about aliens. Shout out to them. I'd highly recommend their Men in Black episodes. Unfortunately, it is not about Will Smith and kind of debauchery with wiping memories, although memory wiping is involved. Um, Very cool stuff. But um, I I think that about it's all the time we have for aliens. I wish we could talk more. uh, I feel like I still have a lot to say. I was going to say one more thing was interesting about the aliens, um, specifically about the cloning and all that. Watch this uh, documentary about this guy who said he was abducted. And he said that uh, one time, like it got to the point where it was like a regular thing for him. Like he knew when it was coming. He knew when he was going to be abducted. <laughs> and one time he got so good at being like ready for it. He said that he woke up inside one of these giant like you know Mewtwo in the Pokemon movie that thing like that a, he's in like a big water vat the cloning things like in Pokemon oh <laughs> my gosh it's everywhere yo wait what was Lyndon B Johnson the president uh oh, maybe uh, yeah I, no yeah yeah aka part of the JFK assassination did Valiant Thor Valiant order? Thor was the magic bullet dude <laughs> Valiant Thor We're is a making name for anything. Valiant Thor, he was the magic bolt. They won't tell you this. It, it rocks. They warned us of it. It rocks because he apparently named himself that. They didn't name him that. He oh, came down and he was like, my name is Valiant Thor. That's sick. Okay. That's sick. The last, last thing I was going to say is just this guy, he woke up in this like cloning tank and he said he looked, he like opened his eyes, looked around, was like, where am I? And he looked down at these aliens that were like studying him. And he said they all looked up at him and they kind of just like freaked out. And they seemed, he said specifically that they seemed so frustrated with him as if like he, as if they Hello, were like, this guy. What you, you're not supposed to be able to, what do you do? You're not, you, this isn't, you're not supposed to be here right now. Like he, you as gotta if, like, be he kidding. Shot into this guy that, How many milligrams did you give him before you put him in the tank? It was 30 milligrams. I told you he's gained weight recently. You have to give him more or he's going to wake up. I told you I saw his eye twitching. <laughs> but uh, oh, but my point in all that is it's funny to me because that it's like they can make mistakes. Apparently. Right. I think that's interesting. That, that's the thing. OK, I know we're going to keep going forever. Yeah, if you no, yeah, this, but just... the, so they, they talk about the men in black uh, and in like a, it's like a big three parter of the series. So I, I would highly recommend that one as well as the Dulce Air Force Base one. Uh, but they they talk about how like the men in black specifically, there's either some kind of alien or some kind of interdimensional entity, something. Right. But they're they're always surrounding like cryptid appearances and weird stuff like that. But. They, the way they like act and talk and walk, it's it's like they're trying to blend in with humans, but they are actually really terrible at doing it. Like they don't quite understand exactly, exactly. what it is that they're supposed to be imitating. <laughs> so they wear like these weird like misshapen suits or like they don't understand like human mannerisms. Um, it's It's very funny stuff. Again, assuming this is all real and not just complete horseshit. You know, do you, you know, just go look at it for yourself. Watch it's, the interviews. Look at it's the people. Fun. It's, uh, it's fun to believe it's fun. it. It is. It is I mean, fun. You're, you're not going to be a skeptic anymore. Or, you know, you're, you're being a total downer, dude. If you're like, oh, aliens aren't real. It's like, okay, grow up. First of all, we have the videos. <laughs> just give it a shot. Second, we have uh, nature. It's nature.org. Okay. That's right. We we have, it's nature.org and we have what was the other one? Uh, <laughs> exopolitics.fandom.com. 
love the can we, top fandom. Can we put that on a t-shirt? That's I think we need to put that on a t-shirt too. That'd be great. Just a link to it across the bottom. I also exo is a really fun word that they use in a lot of the website. Exopedia was where I learned about the Greta Treaty. Uh, that's another Whoa. great one. Um, you have the the sphereBeingAlliance.com is a really fun one if you want to get like just <laughs> real nuts being. with it. Yeah. Well, Tom, did you want to did you want to ask your prompt before we got into Discover Weekly? Yeah, you know what? Right before we get into Discover Weekly, I wanted to ask you guys um, if, let's say, uh, you know, we're hanging out at the bachelor party, close encounters yes. with this kind. We follow the rules to a T. We follow step by step by step. We're meditating, feeling good, happy, Curtain. joyous. Intentions are set. Aliens come down, come out of the ship. They say, "What's up?" We say, "Not much." And Brad's getting married. You know. Um, do you guys have any beer left in the fridge? <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, it's actually a two-parter. One, uh, what do you think their favorite beer would be? And two, um, if you could play them one song, if you could just, if you had like uh, three minutes to play them a song, four minutes, you know, you know, it doesn't really have to like whatever you would want to show them, like from another yeah. planet. They don't know anything about our music or anything like that. I'm thinking as far as a drink goes, right? They seem kind of like, you know, for if we're maybe talking about the grays, for instance, they want something that's pretty sterile, not something that's very carb heavy. They feel like some seltzer men to me, you know, Ooh, to where they're yeah, like, they yeah, want something kind of- A surge white claw? A little synthetic, yeah. Perhaps a, maybe a blackberry surge white claw. Something uh, something that feels brewed in a lab. Something that I've, I've maybe got on deck yeah, at the moment. Yeah, a little moment. more chemical. Yeah, so, something kind of you know sterile, something synthetic uh, tasting. I'm I'm thinking maybe a white claw would maybe the carbonation you know tingles the senses a little bit. Give them give them something new. I uh, um, I like to think they'd be uh, Yingling guys. Don't know. I just came to mind. <laughs> yeah. I kind of see them as like a creature comforts Athena, like a sour. Oh, no, I think you're just projecting. But I just, <laughs> they actually they came to me via you know they sent their mind waves to me and they told me that so. Well, there. Well, there you have it. Those are those are some great picks. Uh, Don't give me any low percentage bullshit. I'm trying to get <laughs> wasted. What the hell is this five percent? You lightweights. <laughs> if I had to show them a song, I think I would show them uh, Kirk Franklin. Uh, I say smile. no more. Say no more. Ooh, I think a, uh, I like that one. And, and I think uh, the reason I, I would show them that, this is actually going to be deeper than I meant to be, but I just would want to be like, we. this is like our version of praising this big being that's out there. We call him God. You guys may call him something different. Uh, and this is how we show our thanks and show our appreciation for existing. I think it'd be really interesting. Interesting indeed. Yeah. That is pretty deep. I was thinking maybe with maybe sticking to uh, sort of a space motif uh, with mine. I was thinking maybe David Bowie's Space Oddity might be Love kind that. of a fun That'd one cool. for them to be, you know, like as we as we fantasize about the cosmos and maybe equate them to a, a drug overdose of sorts. We could, you know, it's here's here's some fun imagery you might recognize. That would be cool. I like that. Yeah. Josh, you got one? It's okay. Um, on the spot. Not really. I maybe let me pull something from my my top all time. I think he maybe imagined my, by John Lennon. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> just so like they know that we we love them and that we can be like together. We, we show them imagine and they just start shrieking. I think I'm gonna oh, hit them God. with uh, 
I'm gonna and hit him with that blues. he's the ninth guy to show us Imagine <laughs> by John Lennon today. <laughs> Tenth Wait, one, they have? get the planet nuked. Um, I'm thinking helplessness blues. I'm gonna like oh. kind of open their their mind Ooh. a little bit, hit them with some lyricism, expand That's the consciousness. One. And then that also just like one. the musical accompaniment there would be, I think, pretty unique. I got to go, there you go. right after this. Beautiful. That's a good one. But uh, anyway, if you made it this far, thank you for sticking with us. I hope your tinfoil hat hasn't fallen off. That's uh, right, baby. And, you know, we're just here to we're just talking. We're just you talking about it. Da, 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 Discover Weekly. It's time for <laughs> oh my scary God. Discover Weekly. <laughs> I don't like that. You don't you don't like that one as much? No, I like it, one? but it's scary. <laughs> Who will dive first into the depths of this week's mix? Listen to our playlist. <laughs> Subscribe on Spotify <laughs> or die. Think of anything more vicious than die. All right, we're moving right along. Moving right along. Through. Discover Weekly Halloween theme this week. What do we got? That's for right. Us, Josh, Halloween theme this us? month. Maybe it's Fear Picks. That's right. Fear Picks all month long. I can go first, I guess. Please, because yeah. you might steal my pick, so go ahead. Here we go. I'm going to do Holding I'm On For Life by The Broken Bells. Ooh, cool. Going for like a little more one. alien vibe. Uh, music video, I believe, has Kate Mara walking around with like a space helmet on. Okay. So, I'm here for it. Really cool, actually. Let's just jump on in. Holding On For Life by Broken Bells. That was Holding On For Life by Broken Bells. Uh, great track. I really like the uh, the synthy intro. Definitely gives me alien vibes. So I thought that was a fitting for the episode. Definitely. Love the bass line on this one, too. Just that thumping, just boom, boom, oh, yeah. boom. Oh, sets the tone. So good. Who, uh, Tom, Tom, you want to you go next? You want to be a little sandwich yeah. in between this white bread? I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm, I'll be the... I'll be the... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say honey roasted ham. Um, my uh, my my pick is uh, "Signs of Life" by Foy Vance. Again, kind of alien themed. Uh, very much questioning the. Both say life in it. I was Both gonna say, say we're we're doing a life motif. Hey, nothing scarier than life, huh? <laughs> Damn. Amen, brother. Is, Let's hear it. This is "Signs of Life." No more need to muster up. Just you'll be calm and the passing of 
Yeah, that was uh, Signs of Life by Foy Vance. Uh, it doesn't get any more on the nose than that, I think. That's right, baby. Unless, Unless... Uh, Brad, you got something to one-up me. Uh, I think I'm mine. <laughs> what do you got lined up for us? I have the, as as one of the recently downgraded albums by Pitchfork, uh, by the way. I don't know Enemy if you of guys the have show. seen this. Enemy of the Show Pitchfork has downgraded Daft Punk's random access memories from an 8.8 to a 6.8. Uh, was it this year? Just like, now. Like, like yesterday. Yeah. Um, which is a crime you know, against humanity as far as I'm concerned. What? I just, I don't understand. They're just very pretentious over there and they feel like they need clicks because they're in a dying uh after they've broken or after they're done, you know, they were like, like oh no, we accidentally gave an objectively good album a high rating. We need... We need Click clicks, baby. Yeah. We need clicks. Whatever. Get the so, hell know, out of here. Get out I, of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna rage against the machine that is Pitchfork, and I'm I'm playing Contact. I'm going on brand. We're for getting those Daft episode. Punk numbers nice. back up. We're getting that feet picks bump onto the Daft. That's right, Punk baby. Page. This is That's this is right. the song I'm gonna use to meditate while I try to make a close encounter happen. <laughs> yeah, I can't right. see it not working. I, honestly, I don't know if I'm joking with that, but uh, here's <laughs> here's Contact by Daft Punk. I don't know whether that does you any good, but there's something out there. Okay, so we we off air we said that Daft Punk themselves are aliens, and I wanted yeah. to ask the the group here, what species slash race Ooh. of alien would Daft Ooh. Punk be? That's a good question because they um, can't be grays because they're they're much taller. They're pretty they average size. Taller. They I, I guess they're French, aren't they? So they couldn't be they couldn't be the the tall Nords, right? I feel I like I place them on their own on their own planet. Is I there feel some like they'd sort be of their own race? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like is is there some sort of machine alien they, hybrid ooh, race? What if they're the 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 Venusian? Oh, maybe See, that that's like that aligns. I feel like with them for sure. Look, we haven't seen their faces. Maybe Valiant Thor is hiding under there. Ooh, Valiant Thor know. is in Daft Punk. Now Damn. that that's why they broke up because he oh. Valiant Thor had to go back to Venus. Right. I bet someone was trying to contest his rule there. I bet. I bet. He had to go usurp the throne. His dip. Yeah. The their whole animated movie that they have for their discovery album is actually their life story where they were kidnapped from their planet by an evil radio exec and they were forced to perform on Earth. Boom. They were kidnapped by Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> 
they were kidnapped by Radiohead. They were a little band rivalry going on. <laughs> a little cheeky Incredible. joke to end the episode for you guys. But uh, <laughs> thank you for sticking around if you're still here. Big uh, news around be, the corner. We're doing this all month long. We got guests coming up. I don't know. If, right. I don't Tune know. Again next we can time. dangle suspense. We can just tell not tell him. Friend of the show. That's all I can say. Many friends of the show will be Any joining friend? us for the remainder of the month. Ooh. Who can it be now? Or die. Be afraid. We love you. We love you. That was a horrible noise. <laughs>